0: Light that spark, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to create profitable Facebook and Instagram ads that get results. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought not just my good, but my great friend, Rick Mulready. Rick is the host of the Art of Online Business podcast and an industry-leading expert in teaching online experts how to take their online business to the next level. In Fire Nation, today we're going to be talking about the rising ad costs, what people can really do to set themselves up for success in the ad world, all about FB ad targeting, what's the deal with video, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Getting your sales copy and Funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Growing businesses need qualified candidates, and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, ZipRecruiter makes it simple, fast, and smart. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, Fire Nation, JLD here real quick before we dive into this episode with Rick. I just want to let you know that he and I have put together an incredible free webinar training for you All about the concepts we're going to be talking about today, but of course, in much more detail with systems and templates, and there's going to be a couple of really killer gifts waiting for you there. If you want to head over to rickmulready.com slash fire nation, that's rickmulready.com slash fire nation. It's going to be all about you creating profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. It's going to take your business to that next level. So I'll see you there, Fire Nation. Rick, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know.
1: So good to be back on here talking to Fire Nation. I think this is like number three, right? This is number three.
0: This is third time is the charm.
1: I am super, super honored to be back on. Thank you. Um, Something that people don't know about. All right. So I have two things, actually. And one of them is a story about you and this show that I don't think you know, actually. Okay. (laughs) So the first thing, which is a random thing, is that I used to be the scouting coordinator for the Washington Capitals hockey team. And that meant that I was the liaison between the general manager and the scouting staff. So I worked in the GM's office and I worked with the scouting staff. And I was not a scout myself, but I worked with the scouting staff and it was amazing. Like <laughs> I did that for five years and I was like, this is the greatest job ever. Are you
0: still a big I'm, hockey fan? Like to this day?
1: I'm a diehard Capitals fan.
0: Okay. Yes. Are they, have they yes. been good at all recently?
1: Yeah, they're having a great season. Oh, cool. They won, they won two years ago. They won it all two years ago. Wow. That was like the greatest, you know. Is that the, the Washington the Capitals? Yes,
0: and so in yes. the Washington Nationals. So I mean, wow, that's becoming yeah. like that's becoming like the the Boston of sports towns.
1: I know, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming, becoming pretty good. The second thing that people don't know, and this is more of like it's not about me; it's more about. So, what year did what? What year did the podcast start
0: for you? September twenty twelve.
1: Okay, cool. So I was like, I have my years right. I remember sitting in. The dining room of Adam Baker, who was one of your top, I want to say top 25 guests. Yeah, first he, 25 he was guests, he was in my say.
0: power 20, actually.
1: <laughs> first, okay, first 20, because he was my original coach, and I was in Indianapolis when he when he used to live there. I was sitting at his dining room table. We were doing some coaching, and he was like, I gotta do this interview thing <laughs> <What>? <laughs> for this John Lee Dumas guy for this. Crazy daily podcast that he's starting. He's <laughs> like, I don't think this is gonna last because you were told that all, you know, all along. Yep. Right. And he's like, I don't even know what it's on. And I'm just for me, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> You're like, what's a podcast? Of, yeah, I'm like I never I never heard of the guy, and he's gonna do what? Like, all right, dude, I'll be right here when you're done. And here we are seven years later, and I don't even know what number you're on. Two thousand like,
0: three hundred and sixteen.
1: Yeah. You have shown everyone <laughs> that who said, what is this guy doing? Look what he've done now.
0: Oh yeah. man, so, that is crazy. I don't know if you knew
1: that. I don't know if you knew you knew that story.
0: So you know how I, I did not, you know how I got Adam on my show actually, which is pretty funny. I mean, I, he might've probably would've come on at some point anyways, but I remember yeah. I really wanted him to be part of the power 20 because that was back when like man versus debt was huge and he was yeah. like, all over yep. the place. And, um, He was doing a, he had, he had done a movie. He had like Pat Flynn was in the movie and Scott Dinsmore was in the movie and he was having a premiere down in New York city and like, like partial credits or whatever, like movie credit was being like, so he was fun. He was crowdfunding it. And it was like 2500 yeah. bucks, And I was just like, that's so much money. Because, you know, I was just always starting off. But I'm like, I really feel like building this relationship will be worth it. And so, like, yeah. I ponied up the money. And I went down to New York City for the premiere. Like, I met him in person. And, I mean, he, like, hand-introduced me to so many people in that room that ended up being later guests on my show. And it was, like, one of those things where I look back and I'm like, man, that was a lot of money. But that was a really worthwhile investment to yeah. so make that I happen.
1: I didn't know that full story, but now that you say that, I do remember something about that because his movie was I'm Fine Thanks. It was the documentary. It. Yes. And, but I do remember something about like you poning up that money. I remember hearing about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 2500 bucks is a lot of money, but holy cow, what an investment that you made.
0: Fire Nation, invest in thyself. And we're actually going to be talking today, good segue, S-E-G-U-E, on investing in yourself because we're talking about how to create profitable Facebook and Instagram ads that actually get Results and there is yep. nobody that I would be talking to that I have a higher esteem that I hold than than the Rick Mulray that we're talking to here Thank today you. and I and I do Appreciate mean that. that I mean Amy Porterfield goes to you for this stuff mm-hmm. I go to you Pat Flan. I mean people that are crushing it in the online space know that you're the guy to talk to when it comes to this because you keep your finger on the pulse you know yep. you run masterminds this is what you do yep. I mean you are the guy and let's be honest. We've been seeing ad costs rising for some time now. So break it down for Fire Nation. What yeah. is the dilly, yo?
1: Yeah. This is one of those things where everyone asks, they're like, wait, are ad costs rising? It's yeah. like, well, or is it just me. They've, <laughs> they've been rising for several years now, right? And there's there's a few different reasons. In in we're recording this right now in the middle of November twenty nineteen. So number one, we're in Q4, right? This is the holiday time. Ad costs are Always going to be higher this time of year yeah. seasonally you're going to ex- you're, you should accept you should expect that but on a on a bigger picture you know there the, there's like se- I think the number that Zuckerberg came out with earlier this year was there's seven million advertisers now on Facebook and Instagram, and <laughs> that's a lot of advertisers so that is a lot more competition for the limited ad space that you will find on Facebook and Instagram. And so, you know, it's a whole basic of economics so supply and demand when there's really, really high demand and limited supply, our, ca- our costs are going to go up. And so that's the overarching reason that costs are going up. And then the third thing, in addition to that and the, you know, the holidays is the political landscape. So, you know, 2020 is an election year. Well, Advertising has already started Yikes. for that, and so that drives up the cost as well, so in addition to those seven million advertisers, now you have all of the political advertising um and, and you know and look i mean as as of right now, from a topical standpoint, there was you know question whether Facebook was going to continue with the political advertising and still allow it. last i'd heard was that they were going to that just means more competition the supply is still the same and so that's going to continue to drive costs up as well.
0: I mean, I can just remember so clearly having you come over to Kate in my place in San Diego cuz mm-hmm. we were trying to come up with an ad campaign for Podcasts Paradise and all those webinars that I was running yeah. on a week week to week basis. And I mean, our costs, you know, per registration was super low and, you know, we were able to drive a lot of traffic and get a lot of people showing up and do a lot of sales on a consistent basis. And I mean, those numbers have gone up like three, five, seven, and sometimes even 10x where they were like back in 14, 15, 16 timeframe. So, I mean, that's another uh, reason why Fire Nation, like you got to strike while the iron's hot. Like when things are working. Double down. Like when when webinars were working at the level they were back in those years, not that it's not working now, they still are. But back then, I mean, it was just like, honestly, the iron was so flipping hot that I was just doing them every single week. In fact, I was doing two web, live webinars every week, one for my webinar on fire course, teaching people webinars. I remember that. Yeah. And then I was doing following that up with the podcast is paradise and just doing sales and sales and sales and sales. Yep. And it was awesome. So strike while the iron's hot. And that's just, And aside for like taking opportunities as they arise. So what can people today, Rick, do to really set themselves up for success in today's market?
1: That's a great question because based on that first question of like, all right, ad costs are rising, you know, the reasons that we discussed, oftentimes the question comes up like, should I even do it? Should I even dive in or should I continue doing it if someone's already doing ads? And I would, absolutely, the fire is still hot yes. for, for ads. No, they're not the cost of like what we we're just talking about, but the opportunity is 100% still there. Take a placement on Instagram, say like Instagram story ads. Holy cow, there's so much supply, <laughs> excuse me, and the demand there isn't a whole lot right? Because advertisers just haven't jumped on board yet. So there's still a ton of opportunity and it is still the most cost-effective and efficient way to be advertising your business online between Facebook and Instagram. Now, from setting up, setting yourselves up for success, once you're jumping in, even though costs are, are a little bit higher... There's some things that you can do to definitely set yourself up for success. And the first thing that I see people doing is they're overcomplicating the campaign setup. And so the key here now in this day and age is to simplify that setup. And the reason for that is that the Facebook algorithm, sort of like the technology that runs in the background once you um, once you're going to be running ads, like you know, sort of the delivery system, if you will, of the of the uh, of all the ads. The, it has gotten so smart. It, every year, it gets smarter and smarter and smarter. What I mean by that is it knows where to find the people that you're trying to reach. Say, for example, if I'm targeting fans of, I don't know, Amy Porterfield, the algorithm has gotten so smart. It's set up to get you results, right? Like a lot of people think like, well, no, it's not because whenever I try ads, they don't work. Well, the algorithm really does want you to succeed. And why do you think that might be the case?
0: So you keep paying them money.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, right? Like, Because if like your ads are working, what are you going to do? You're going to keep advertising. You're going to keep paying money on it. And so trust the algorithm. But with that said, set yourself up for success with the algorithm and simplifying the setup. What I mean by that is doing something like all right i have one campaign that is my cold audiences so so for example i'm going to target you know other interests meaning like other fan pages other facebook pages and that are relevant to my business and 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 who i want to be reaching and i want to you know i want to um advertise to a potential audience size of say 2 million people okay cool so i'm going to figure out my target audiences Into my ad set, my audience size is roughly 2 million people. So that is a big difference right there because I don't know if you remember, John, like a couple years ago, it used to be like, all right, let's try to get that around 500,000. Right. And even before that, it used to be like, oh, let's get it to a couple hundred thousand or if it would be, it'd be okay if this was like 30,000 people. Well those days are gone right uh, now for everybody listening like the the thing i always hear about this one in particular is like they're like i'm in denmark or or you know a, a smaller country and they're like the entire population right. is a few million people they're like how am i going to do that i get it just do the best that you can right that's like or or if, you're, if if there's a local business listening it's like all right my audience size isn't that big just do the best that you can on that. But so a little bit larger audience size and then do test a few different types of ads within your ad set. And then the other thing too is fewer ad sets. So Mm. ad set is like your target groups. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but we used to break out like we'd have like a mobile ad set.
0: Like sometimes it was ridiculous. I remember like logging on and it would just be like this pages of like these little micro ad sets exactly
1: exactly and those days are i mean is does that have its place for more advanced app yes for sure you can still do that but i remember a campaign i had um or um yeah campaign i had years ago that had literally 762 ad sets i mean come on And it literally stopped working (laughs) like power (laughs) editor back when it was power. It stopped working. It broke. It like froze up. And I was like, okay, too Uh. many ad sets in here. But those days are gone. So it's more like, all right, three to five, let's just say rough uh, ad sets, and then maybe three to five ads per ad set, larger audiences. And I would recommend, especially when you're starting out, even when you're doing them for a little while and getting some results, do the all placements options. So you're letting, again, you're letting the algorithm do the work for you. Whereas again, before we used to break everything out and we were trying to game the system a little bit. The algorithm has gotten very smart. The simpler, the better. And that is going to set you up for success when you're doing your campaigns.
0: Simpler, the better. We're talking fewer ad sets, three to five ads per ad set, larger audiences. And hey, Trust the Facebook algorithm. It's not trying to screw you because if it screwed you, you wouldn't come back. It's trying to help you and that's gotten better and better over the years. So allow it to get the results that you're looking for. But let's be honest. I still hear this to this day and I'm not even like really spending that much time in this world. So you must hear all the flipping time. Like when it comes to Facebook ad marketing, so many people are just like, I'm going to just focus on other people's pages and like other pages and Facebook pages and all this stuff. Is this a strategy that still works?
1: It does, um, especially when you're just starting out. And so here's what I mean by that. What Facebook really wants you to do is to be building your warm audiences as quickly as possible. And when I say warm audience, I mean like your email list that you upload into Facebook mm-hmm. and, then you, and you target your ads to your email list. Um, I mean... Um, the engagement audience of people who are engaging with your Instagram profile or Instagram Ooh. or or engaging with your Facebook page. Your audience who are engaging with your videos. All those types of audiences are considered your quote unquote warm audiences because they're engaging with you. They, right. they are likely to gonna they're they're likely gonna know who you are and a little bit about your message. So the quicker that we can build those warm audiences. That's really what Facebook wants you to do because then what you want to do is create lookalike audiences from those warm audiences. So let's just say you have you know all, all these people who have purchased podcast podcasters paradise. You upload those buyers into Facebook. Now you have an audience of buyers. You can create a lookalike audience from that audience. Ooh. So basically, what what it look like? Audience is, is you're telling Facebook, "Hey, Facebook, go find me as uh, another uh, other people on Facebook and Instagram with similar attributes as this people in my we'll call it base audience." So in this case here in our hypothetical is our list of buyers. Well, that's a really powerful audience because the the audience that you've just uploaded they they they've taken out their credit card, they bought something from you. So now you're saying, Facebook, go find me other people like people who have bought something from me. Yes. That's a really powerful audience. And so what I recommend for people to do is prioritize the warm audiences and then prioritize the lookalike audiences and then get into the cold audiences. So that's where I'm targeting other you know, other Facebook pages, other interests and stuff like that. If people don't have warm audiences, if they're starting out and they're like, you know what? I don't have really an email list. I'm not doing video engagement audiences or anything like that. That's cool. Start with the cold audience targeting first and start to build up those warm audiences.
0: Let's run through this Fire Nation, prioritize warm audiences, and then create those lookalike audiences. I mean, I love that example you gave specifically because your buyers are buyers, Fire Nation. So if you can get people that are like your buyers good things will come and then cold audiences with interest targeting. Yep. Now let's talk about a big mistake that a lot of people make and they don't truly understand who their target customer is. So mm. what do you mean by that?
1: So we could do a whole, <laughs> we could do a whole episode <laughs> on just this. We could talk for hours on this one. So when I ask, generally when I ask people, I say, all right, on a scale of one to 10, how well do you understand your target customer? Inevitably, I get like, oh, eights, nines. I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely a 10, maybe some sevens. There might be some sprinkled in there, maybe twos and threes. Then on those higher ones, like the people who are saying, yeah, I definitely know my target customer. Then like I drill in on that a little bit and ask them some questions. Nine times out of 10, they don't truly have a full understanding of their target audience. I know this is something that you teach a lot, John.
0: Jimmy, my avatar.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And doesn't Jimmy uh, commute to work like 30 minutes?
0: He has a 27 and a half minute commute to work.
1: That's right. I, I remember that. <laughs> I, remember that. <laughs> I love how specific that is. Yes. And so but but most people don't go to that detail, right? And so it's so important to understand the target customer to a whole other level when you are doing ads because you get to leverage the, all the targeting capabilities that we have on Facebook. And when I say on Facebook, I mean on, on Instagram as well, because all the same targeting capabilities that are on Facebook you get on, are on Instagram as well. So what I like to say that you want a holistic understanding of your target customer. Here's what I mean by that. So I often use the, the example of, I'm in the yoga niche, right? And so, okay, cool. I'm in the yoga niche. I want to target probably women between, I don't know, the ages of maybe like 28 and 50 who have an interest in yoga. A hundred percent. That is, you know, that is the person that I want to reach. But now we have to kind of take it a step further and to be able to have a holistic understanding of that, of our audience there What brands are they interested in? What publications do they read? Um, What are their hobbies? What do they do on the weekends? Uh, You know, what types of TV shows are they watching? All of that stuff. And so now I can take it and say, all right, I want to reach women between 28 and 50. Maybe they have an interest in brands like Lululemon, right? Because Lululemon uh, sells the type of clothing, yoga clothing, Pilates clothing, workout clothing um maybe i want to reach people who have an interest in lorna jane or ath athleta Is that, i think this that's like the yeah the, um,
0: athleta that's a magazine yeah for gap you know, i think yeah
1: yeah and and you know for interest, people who are interested in that um maybe they have maybe they shop at whole foods right um you know so thinking about it from that perspective and yes you might be saying well rick everybody who you know all from a female perspective everybody who shops at whole foods isn't interested in yoga well totally but you can tar- but there are there are definitely people who shop at whole foods who are going to be your target audience so what we would do there is we would target whole foods and let our messaging speak to mm. the people who we want to reach who are within the Whole Foods audience. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, disposable income, Whole Foods. Totally, totally. <laughs>
1: and so, and, and just be thinking about those things and, and um, you have things like Yoga Journal Magazine, Ooh. right? And so like most people don't think about these types of things. They stop at, well, all right, I want to reach women between this age range who have an interest in yoga, which absolutely, but there's so many other opportunities to reach that target audience right. that most people don't think about. And it's also, frankly, the work, I I like to call this the work upfront. So it's the upfront work that you do before even opening up ads manager to set your campaign up, but it's the work. It's like the unsexy work, right? It's like, I have to think (laughs) through my target customer. I don't want to do all this work, but it's this stuff that's going to differentiate you and set yourself up far more for success with your ad campaigns. When you have this kind of understanding now, let's take it even a step further. And this is called, and I actually recent, uh, I recently did a podcast episode about this, but it's all about sub segmenting your target customer. And so we can do that in the yoga niche example. So I mentioned people who have an interest in yoga. Well, that's going to be a beginner. Like I have a student that I met with yesterday. She just started yoga. Like she's literally one week into it because that's something that, um, her doctor recommended that she do. So she has an interest in yoga, but somebody who is like an expert is it yogi? <laughs> is <laughs> I think that that's right? right. Yeah. Okay, an expert yogi, that is a very different conversation to have with the the someone who's been doing it for years versus that. somebody, you know. And so again, and, and also too, somebody who's reading yoga journal magazine for example is probably not that beginner. It's probably more an advanced person. And so that's a different conversation. That's a different messaging to those people. However, they're still within my target audience if I'm in the yoga niche. And so, again, this is something else that not a lot of people do is sub-segment their target customer and that audience. And because that is, instead of having one conversation to your entire audience, how can you sub-segment your audience and have the right conversation with the right person within your target customer audience. Does that make sense?
0: makes sense to me. And Fire Nation, as a recap, you need to first have a holistic understanding of your target customer. Like, I like how you use that phrase, that holistic understanding. In fact, I feel like yep. that kind of goes with our yoga theme here anyways. And then Fire Nation get into sub segmenting your target customer. That's the next step in that process. And if you think Rick is done dropping value bombs and this stuff, you got another thing coming to fire nation. We're going to be talking about video troubleshooting one tip for getting ads to work. And you are not going to want to miss that tip. When we get back from thinking our sponsors. Ever felt like your hiring process is inefficient and like you're struggling to grow your company to its potential? If so, you're not alone. Take this case study from Fred, founder and CEO of Finder. Finder helps people make more informed financial decisions by providing comparisons of personal finance products like credit cards and insurance. Fred wanted to staff up quickly after launching in the US, but finding qualified matches from other sites was challenging and his recruiting process was disorganized. ZipRecruiter's platform centralized his hiring and their AI-driven matching technology helped Fred find more quality candidates fast. He was able to scale a staff from zero to 12 in a matter of months, filling roles with varying levels of skills and experience. Fred says, if you are a growth company and you want a diversity of quality people to hire, ZipRecruiter is the best solution out there. In the US, we staffed Finder on ZipRecruiter. If you want to find hiring success like Fred did, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com fire. That's ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Online funnels can be intimidating. They require setup and technical aspects you might not be familiar with. But what if I told you that you can build an online funnel from scratch and get it live in just 30 days? With the One Funnel Away Challenge from ClickFunnels, you really are just 30 days away from getting your funnel live. Here's how it works. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge at eofire.com funnel. Every day, you'll receive a mission to complete, each mission being a step in the process of creating, building, and launching your funnel. Get ready to rock your funnel with a trifecta training approach, daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. Complete the task given to you every day for 30 days, and by the end of the 30 days, you should have a funnel that is live and ready to generate leads and sales. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel and get daily training, live coaching, and accountability from day one through day 30. That's eofire.com slash funnel. So Rick, we're back from the break, and during that break, I was thinking, and you know, I don't know why this came up, but you know, you and I for years and years and years were part of a weekly mastermind that used to meet. It was myself, you, and Greg, uh, Greg Hickman, Mm -hmm. and it was obviously a great time. We had a lot of fun. We'd go on trips, like you know, every now and then. And I just had a flashback to the trip when we went to San Francisco, and I had that little surprise (laughs) waiting for us. And you know, I didn't even know I was going (laughs) to pull it off, but I, I, I texted Tim. Ferris. Cause you know, I, I was helping him out with his podcast and I was like, dude, you stop by for this mastermind. And he wrote back. He's like, yeah, sure I will. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell these guys. I'm going to make it a surprise. It was like the right. hardest secret I had to keep for my life, but I just knew that it'd be worth it when it happened. So he knocks on the door. I go down and answer it, I bring him up. And I'm like, Hey guys, you might know this guy. His name's Tim Ferris. And then he masterminded with us for the next five hours, took us out to dinner and hung out with us all night.
1: I I, I remember sitting in the living room there and he walks up the stairs, turns around the corner and I was like, that's I like, just like stared at him. Yeah. I was like, that's Tavaris. Why is he in our living room? What is he doing? How the heck did this happen?
0: Oh man. That was amazing. That was just a memory I wanted to share with Fire Nation. It was such a good time. (laughs) So long story short, Fire Nation be in a mastermind. If you can be the mastermind of John Lee Dumas, do that. But if you can't just at least still be in a mastermind, it'll definitely 100%. be worth it.
1: <laughs> so no promises that Tim Ferriss is going to show no up promises, mastermind.
0: no promises. Um, so we gave a little teaser of a few things we're going to talk about for the rest of the show. Let's talk first and foremost about video. I mean, yeah. personally, I, I, I'm i really kind of keeping my fingers crossed here because I do video every single day for Instagram. I like to be on video all the time. I just enjoy that as a medium. So what is the deal? Is it still important yeah. on Facebook and Instagram? What is going on there?
1: A 100%. And yes. this has been something that has been talked about for a while, right? Like So Zuckerberg came out, I want to say like last year, and said that within the next few years, you know, a platform like Facebook is going to primarily
0: be video wow so like no static images basically yeah
1: exactly now obviously we haven't seen that yet but we've seen inklings of that where facebook stories is front and center when you know you're on your phone and you go on the facebook app and you're like you know the the videos are right there at the top right um and likewise when you go on the desktop version right there at the top Um, you're on Instagram stories right there at the top. Also they're within the feed now as you're scrolling down, it's like, Hey, did you catch these or whatever? So you kind of see them starting to do this a little bit. Um, but video is absolutely where it's at. I mean, you look at Instagram stories, for example, um, Instagram TV, I think they finally did some really cool things with, with Instagram TV, TV, where, you know, the, the preview of the video shows up in the newsfeed now. Um, you know, to drive traffic to IGTV, uh, Facebook stories is becoming more of an important thing. And then also videos in the newsfeed, whether it's in your Instagram feed or in the, in the Facebook uh, newsfeed, perform really well. Like you get to tell stories. And like you said, John, it's like it's a medium that you really enjoy. You get to, you know, your personality comes across, your teaching comes across in a very different way that can in a written or a static format. And so, video, 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 super powerful. Um, you know, and and one of the questions that people always ask is like, well, should it? What? How long should the video be? Right? <laughs> and I laugh because that's like the million dollar question. Right. And then and the answer is you got to test that out, right? Or like we're talking fifteen second videos or. You know, you can do longer videos. It really depends on what you're trying to do. You do an amazing quote type of video every single day. Every day. Yeah, which isn't a long video. No, one minute. Yeah, what you're doing there is you're building engagement audiences as well, people who engage with that post. And so that's one of the other really powerful benefits of doing video is that you can build those engagement audiences. We were talking earlier about warm audiences. Well, this is an example where you can build audiences of people based on how long they engage with your video. So if, somebody, if you're putting up 60-second videos and somebody watches 75% of that video, that's a pretty engaged person, yeah. right? And so you can build audiences of those people and then turn around and create lookalike audiences of those people, for example. And so there's a lot of powerful things there. Also, when when you're doing a 60-second video just organically in your feed... You're built that, and and people are are engaging with it. You are contributing to building that warm audience of people who are engaging with your Instagram profile. And again, you can turn around and create lookalike audiences out of that. So video is really powerful on a lot of different uh, fronts, from you know just getting your point across to building connection with your audience. They can see you know you as a personality. Excuse me, and also building those engagement audiences. For based on how long somebody's watching your videos, 100% you should be doing video.
0: And not to mention, you're putting in the reps, Fire Nation. I mean, you're actually doing something that's building a skill set. You know, frankly, like researching a quote online and then making it into a pretty font and then posting it as a static image on your Instagram, that's not really building up a certain skill set. I mean, anybody could do the exact same thing. Anybody could do the exact same thing. But, you know, for me, to do a quote and then do a 45 second riff off of that quote, I get a little bit better every single time I do that. And believe me, I'd rather have a hundred people watching that video than 2000 people liking a static image of just words on a page. Cause they might not even know that it comes from me. I mean, they're just like looking at a quote they like, they're tapping it, they're moving on. But when they're watching my video, they're seeing my eyes, they're seeing my personality and, and, and the value I'm trying to give to them. I mean, that's a whole nother level of engagement of value that you're giving. But Rick, even with all of this great advice, let's say that my ads still aren't working very well. Where do I just start with the troubleshooting process?
1: Yeah. Another million dollar question, right?
0: (laughs) I only ask seven figure (laughs) questions. Those are my only questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, the first, because this gets overwhelming really fast, right? Because Facebook gives you so many stats to look at. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's like, it's like you're, you know, a deer in headlights sort of thing. Like, I don't even know where to start. And and you freeze because there's so, there's an overwhelm of, of things to look at. What i like to tell people is first and foremost, look at the stat that is most relevant to the objective that you're doing. So for example, if I'm running a campaign to get webinar registrations, well, my, my objective is going to be conversions because I want people to click on my ad, go to my landing page and register. So the first stat in that case, what I'm looking at is what's my cost per registration? What's right. my cost per lead at that point? And so if you look at that and you're like, holy cow, this is way out of whack. Now you get to start to look at some other some of the other stats to kind of paint the picture, as I like to say, because this really is an art. It is not an easy thing when you're first starting out to try to piece all this together. You're trying to, you know, kind of tell the story of what's going on with your ad campaigns through the data. And so if your cost per lead is really high, let's just say you're like, you know, you know what? It should not be $35 for my cost per lead. What's going on here? The next stat I'm really looking at is what is my conversion rate on my landing page? Mm. Meaning, what is the percentage of people who are landing on my registration page and actually registering? Because we want them to do that. That, you know, for that type of stat, we want at least a 20% conversion rate. And so let's just say that you calculate that, or if you're using a tool like ClickFunnels or Instapage or whatever it is, oftentimes they'll tell you what the conversion rate is right in there. So you don't have to calculate anything. Let's just say that your conversion rate is like 8% on that. That kind of tells you there's a disconnect between your ad and the, the registration page. So you can start to look at, oh, maybe I need to look at that and say, oh, <clears throat> is it the same image or the same copy? Or like, how am I, you know, what am I doing there? Is it consistent between the ad and the landing page? Another thing I want to know is like, what's the click-through rate? Meaning what percentage of people who are clicking or who are seeing my ad are actually clicking on the ad and going through to the landing page. For that, I'd love to see at least a 1% click-through rate. Now that's the link click-through rate, meaning percentage of people clicking on the ad and going to the landing page. And let's just say from there, you look at it and like, oh, I have a 0.2% click-through rate. Uh, something's up there. And so that, my point here is you get to use the data to start to make decisions on the types of things that you could, you could possibly start to make changes to. And and using that at uh, that click-through rate example, like, all right, I have a I have a low click-through rate. Well, maybe my message isn't isn't resonating with the target audience. Or, you know, or I'm just completely targeting the wrong audience. Right. So you let the data dictate the types of actions that you're going to take to try to fix things and improve things.
0: If I could sum it up in one sentence, Fire Nation, it would be use your data and know your numbers. Those are things yep. you have to have a good focus on a good grip on. Otherwise, I mean, you're just throwing money at the system. Now, Rick, we did tease this before the break. If you could only give one tip to somebody for getting their ads to work, what would that one single tip be? This is going to probably anger a lot of people
1: because (laughs) I hate you now. Yeah. But you, this is like, I know you talk all the time about this and this is mindset. Mindset is the key. Like, If I could say one thing to somebody when it comes to using Facebook and Instagram ads, uh, marketing their business, selling... I mean, overall, you got to have the right mindset. And what I mean by that is you have to be willing to test and be patient when it comes to running your ads. Because so many times, and I know that you've seen this and you've, you hear this all the time too, so many times somebody tries out their ads or, and, and they're not getting the results and they're like, oh, this doesn't work. Facebook and Instagram ads don't work. Well, they do work. You have to be willing to test and you have to be willing to be patient with this. And you know, like, all right, this one, this didn't work. I'm going to try this target audience. Or I'm going to try this message. Or I'm going to try this video. You have to be willing to, to do that. And so many people come into ads wanting to play the short game, meaning they want instantaneous results, meaning I want to, you know, they want to sell 50 grand in the next three days. Well, is that possible? For sure. But I want to encourage Fire Nation here to be playing the long game when it comes to their ads. And that means a willingness to test and a patience that they're going to play the long game and, and, and figure it out. Nine times out of 10, the people that give up, they're so close to figuring things out and starting momentum, but they don't get there because they've given up. And you have to have the right mindset when it comes to ads. You have to be willing to test things out and just kind of go with the flow. Like Facebook and Instagram, you know, the, the, the platform, you know, it can be a little bit clunky sometimes. It's just part of the game. Guys, this stuff works. But you have to be willing to go with the flow, to test things out, be patient along the way. And when you do that, that's when you're going to be successful with Facebook and Instagram ads.
0: And listen, Fire Nation, they know. They know there's no magic bullet. They weren't expecting one. They know there's no shortcut for success. They know because we hammer it every single episode. Put in the reps, test, trust, persevere, be consistent, make things happen, Fire Nation, we've been saying this for years now. We've been saying this for 2,300 plus plus episodes now. It's all about the mindset. It's all about the willingness to be patient and test. And listen, if there was a silver bullet, it wouldn't be a silver bullet because everybody would be doing it and then it wouldn't exist. It's just the reality of the world. So you need to be willing and able to put in the work. So- Rick, as we wrap up here, let's just take a step back. You've kind of given us the one big takeaway already. So we'll skip past that part and just kind of get into what you have going on right now. Like you've recently made a brand change. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, what is working in your personal business right now um, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: The brand change for the podcast, that was a scary thing. Yeah, I remember. You reached
0: out, you're like, I'm doing this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So, so I recently changed the name of the podcast from The Art of Paid Traffic to The Art of Online Business. It's not a huge change in name, but I, I felt like it more encompasses what I actually talk about on the show. And the thing of it was is like, The content, what I talk about on the show, the topics, the guests, all none of that has changed because I actually started introducing a little bit of a shift in the show because originally it was all, you know, pay traffic, all ad stuff. But then I started to introduce like more mindset stuff or I started to introduce like productivity, you know, all the stuff that's, you know, it's running a business. And I was doing that for like a, a year, but I just never officially announced it. And finally, I was like, you know what, I've, the, the, the reaction, the feedback, the insight from, from my listeners has been amazing. So I'm going to go all in on making this change because I, I feel like, you know, I've been teaching ads for so long that one thing I've realized, and I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but ads are just one piece of the puzzle, right? Ads are critical, to growing your, to growing your business, but there's all kinds of other things that you need to have happening in your business. If you want to grow, you know, uh, uh, for long-term a sustainable and impactful online business where you're helping tons of people, you know, things like offers and building your team and, uh, mindset and, you know, all that different types of stuff. So that's what we're talking about on the podcast. Again, there's no change there, but that was really scary. It was like, Am I going to lose all my listeners? Totally. Are people, are people going to just, you know, like, screw this. I've been listening to this and now he's changing a little bit. And it's, I really was careful in how I communicated that. And I really haven't noticed a drop off in listenership. The other thing too, is like, you know what? If I lose people, that's cool because I'm keeping the people that I want to be helping and who quote unquote should be listening to the show. Because those are my, that's my audience. So I was more okay with if I did lose people... I'm, I'm keeping the people that and attracting the people that I want to be helping. Um, so that's been good. It's been six weeks, seven weeks at the time recording this. Hasn't been that long, but it's been really good. Um, what was the other question? What else, what else do I have going on? Yeah, in the like business?
0: what's working in your business right now? Like I, I know what's working in your yeah. business because obviously I follow you, but I think it's really cool, like some of the things you're doing now that's really kind of bringing yeah. in the revenue and bringing in the success. The
1: biggest shift that I've gone through here in 2019 is simplification. I used to want, and you know, ta- you and I have talked a lot mm-hmm. about this. I used to want a big team. I used to want an office that people came into. Um, you know, I used to want, you know, six different offers and all this stuff. And then when my daughter was born almost a year ago, that just changed like my whole perspective on everything. And I know that you're huge on lifestyle and you know, huge. building your building your life around your business and not your business around your life, right? And so I wasn't that way for a long time. It was just like, go, go, let's build this business. What was the biggest
0: your team ever got?
1: Well, even at that, it wasn't that big. I had uh, three day-to-day plus a bunch of contractors. Got it. And even at that, it was not that, you know, that's not that big a team. But I really wanted, you know, and it's like so cliche, but like I really wanted a few A players And then some contractors. And that's it. I wanted a lean business where we're having a huge impact and also increasing profitability. You know, no one ever talks about the profitability of the business. They always always talk about revenue. But if you're like, you know, you're doing whatever, let's say you're doing a million dollars and you are you know, 15% profit, like it's, you're not keeping a lot of that money. (laughs) And so that's the part that I really worked on this year. So I have, I, and I've been through here in 2019, I've been through three offices. Wow. And I was like, you know, and for one reason or another, I was like, no, this is not what I want. Like I thought I did. And so that was each one like
0: getting smaller progressively or was it just like different locations or what was it?
1: um the first one i started off with this year well i was in a co-working space at the very beginning of 2019 then i moved to this two-floor office space that was like <laughs> 1400 square feet because i had this idea I was like oh this is gonna be great i have a conference room sure. i want people coming in like it was on top of a starbucks like literally on top of a starbucks and i was like this is amazing but after a few months there, I was like, this is not what I want. And so, yeah. So then I went to another office and look, it was a lot smaller and then location was better too. Yeah. But even, even then I'm like, you know what? This is not something that I really want. And so like, how do I keep simplifying things? How do I streamline the business? In addition, what I wanted to do was I wanted to have two offers. I wanted to sell my foundations, Facebook and Instagram ads course. And then I have a six-month mastermind for... It's called the Accelerator Mastermind. And it's kind of a group coaching slash mastermind with people who are already generating revenue in their business. And it's not just Facebook ads. Again, this is that it aligns with the shift that I made with the podcast where it's about growing your online business. And yes, we do talk ads and dive into all that. But it's all of that stuff. And so... Again, this kind of went back to, I thought, if I cut down and simplified with the number of offers, that my revenue would suffer. Well, my revenue is back up this year, as is profitability. So those have been the two big shifts like, all right, let's have a really streamlined team of really solid A players. Let's streamline the other part of the business where it's like, all right, how do I simplify it? No office. I'm in a co-working space right now. And then two offers, very simply who this offers for, who this offers for, have that conversation and and sell those two offers. And I frankly have never been happier in the business.
0: In Fire Nation, it's all about being intentional because Rick and I have actually been on a pretty similar journey in 2019 where Kate and I have been brutal and ruthless about curbing out any expenses that just don't need to be there. And now we've actually started publishing on our income reports our net profit percentage, which mm. years past was always incredible. And like the fifties and sixties now it's literally mind blowing. Like we are easily every month in the eighties we hit 90% one month and it is just unbelievable to be able to keep all the money that we're making and you know do other things with that and again that's the business that we intentionally want to run this is the business that Rick intentionally wants to run a mutual friend of ours who we both love dearly and respect Amy Porterfield She's growing an incredibly big team of incredible A players and she's doing amazing things there and that's what she wants and she's being intentional about that and I applaud her for that. Things could change for myself and Rick in the future. We may make a shift in that direction but we're intentional now about where we're at. Amy's being intentional now about where she's at and all of us are going after what we truly want in this moment knowing that, hey, life changes, things will change. So Rick, if we want to learn more about the podcast, about your offerings, about stuff you have going on. Where do we go?
1: The podcast is called The Art of Online Business, and where all the podcasts are, um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. uh, The show is there. I'm at Rick Mulready on Instagram. Uh, The website's rickmulready.com. And if you
0: hurry, Fire Nation, you'll get to see Maya's First Step. On That's
1: right. She's yeah. so she's so close. She's so close. Um, real quick, this morning before I before I came into the office, um, we Amy and I, my wife, thought that she took a first step. She kind of like pushed herself off the couch, and she took a step, and then she kind of fell into Amy's arms, and we both looked at each other like, "Wait, was that the first step?"
0: No. Doesn't Does that count. qualify? It doesn't count.
1: <laughs> I think that's what we came up with. It's like, no, nope, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Um, we're also going to do a webinar together, right?
0: Amazing.
1: We have a training coming up. Um, and it's going to take everything we were talking about here today to the next level and really dive into three effective strategies for creating profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. This is really a one-on-one type of training. And so this is going to be for people um, f- who have never done ads, who are intimidated by ads. You know, I hear all the time that Facebook ads make, make people want to pull their hair out. <laughs> They're scared to death of them. I totally hear you. So this training is for, for, for those of you who are just starting out and who have not done ads before, or you've been doing ads and you're not getting the results that you want. And specifically, for those of you guys who are doing... Webinars, video series. Um, You know, you're an online expert. Basically, you're a course creator. This training is going to be for you, because in addition to into teaching you three strategies that I feel like, and I've seen over the years, and we perfected in my business, all as well as uh, the thousands of students that I've worked with, I've kind of condensed this down into how I recommend looking at Facebook and Instagram ads for getting the results that you need to be getting now as an online expert business, as well as there's three primary mistakes that I see most online experts making all the time. And so I'm going to take you through that, share what they are, and then share the flip side, how you can avoid what those mistakes are. So we've got that training coming up. And the link to register for this is going to be live training guys, by the way, be answering your questions. John and I'll be on there. It's rickmulready.com forward slash fire nation. Boom. Rickmulready.com forward slash fire nation register and coming out with John and me.
0: It's gonna be a great training. Rick always brings the heat on these things. So Fire Nation, really wanna have you show up ready to learn, bring your team, you know, have them there with you watching and learning as well because they're going to be implementing all of these things to make sure that you make 2020 your most profitable year ever. So again, that's rickmulready.com slash fire nation. We'll of course be having links in the show notes and you'll be getting an email as well. If you're subscribed to my email list um, with the links to sign up for this free webinar training, that's going to be incredibly valuable because you fire nation are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with RM and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, type Rick in the search bar for the show notes page, links to sign up for the webinar. Again, that's rickmoredy.com slash fire nation. And Rick, I just want to say thank you, first and foremost, for being a great friend. Thank Thank you you for dropping value bombs to entrepreneur on fire listeners, fire nation for that. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, fire nation today's value biggity bomb content was brought to you by Rick. And I really hope you do join us at the free webinar training where Rick's going to drop all those value bombs going uh, a lot deeper into some of the concepts we talked about today, but then giving you great structures and systems and practices. um, Really, really great stuff rickmulready.com slash fire nation I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side Getting your sales copy and Funnels just right can be difficult, but with ClickFunnels' new One Funnel Away Challenge, you can have everything up, running, and optimized in just 30 days. Join the next One Funnel Away Challenge for just $100 at eofire.com slash funnel. That's eofire.com slash funnel. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.